0: Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All
1: right, everybody, away we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. Thanks so much for making this podcast a part of your day. It's your friend Matt back to take you on this 10 minute sports journey of ours, covering all the stuff Atlanta and Georgia fans care about the most. Now, I do have one piece of news I'm excited about as we're going to count down our uh, top 10 braves championship moments in the final weeks of our daily 10 podcast i'll get to number 10 as we look back and i'll have a fun moment uh reliving some of the braves championship fun we'll do that coming up here in just a couple of moments we start though with the sec championship and as you know by now georgia lost to alabama 41 to 24 on saturday i not only liked georgia in the game i loved him i said it all week uh i liked him big and i was wrong and i was wrong in a major way I doubted the master. I doubted royalty. I thought Georgia was ready to end the dynasty, and yes, I was wrong. So I apologize to all of you that I let down, my friends, my family. I let myself down. This should about sum it up. Nick Saban is still Kirby's daddy. Saban is now 4-0 against Kirby Smart. Nick Saban is now 25-1 and against his former assistants, and Bama is now 8-0 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That should be their home instead of the Falcons or anybody else so y'all feel free to do your victory lap dunk on my head it's deserved let's talk about the turning point saturday at least in my opinion georgia's leading 10 nothing alabama's facing a third and two from their own 33 yard line that's when bryce young hit Jamison williams on the 67 yard touchdown on one of many georgia busted coverages to make it 10-7 from there georgia could hardly stop alabama It felt like that play broke Georgia, mentally at least, so their invincibility was gone, and they were gonna be in a fight, and Alabama took the fight to them. Georgia's generational defense, as I've called it, had no answers for Bryce Young. When you only give up 83 points on the season, but give up 41 in a game, it tells you how impressive what Alabama did, and Bryce Young specifically was, in this game. Bryce Young played one of the better games I've seen any college quarterback play in recent years. And if you add to it again, it happened against that defense, adds another layer of of impressive to it. Young threw for 421 yards, which is an SEC championship game record. He rushed for 40 on top of it, just on scrambles, not on called runs. He combined for four total touchdowns. He was awesome. Uh, Brent Rollins of PFF College had this number about Bryce. When Bryce Young was not blitzed, it happened on 56% of his drop back Saturday. He was 17 for 23, 308 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, so he was really good. Plays he was blitzed. It happened on 44% of his dropbacks. That's the most Georgia's blitzed all season. Young was just eight for 20, 104 yards with a 75 passing grade. If these two teams meet again, I wonder if you're going to see a lot more selling out from Georgia in that, uh, that way. And there's one side to this that... You hate to see this. Alabama lost John Mechie to a torn ACL, so one of their flyers, along with Jamison Williams, will not be available. Georgia's typically dominant defense, again, had no answers for Bill O'Brien and Alabama's offense. Georgia allowed 536 total yards. Alabama went 7 for 14 on third down. Georgia didn't have a sack in the game. They didn't force any turnovers. So the defense just had a, a miserable day. Now, Stetson Bennett, let's talk about him, Georgia's quarterback. He wasn't the biggest reason Georgia lost on Saturday, but he was not a solution in a game where Georgia needed some offense to to keep up in a shootout. Stetson was 29 for 48, 340 yards, did throw three touchdowns, but also had two costly interceptions. Again, he wasn't terrible, but that's not the bar for the Georgia quarterback. The bar can't be he wasn't terrible against elite competition. The bar has got to be we need you to match what the opponent is doing. If we do get to a shootout, and Stetson couldn't do that. He threw the pick six. He should have thrown another pick six on the first possession that Alabama dropped. He threw a third interception that I know it was it was kind of posed as, well, Brock Bowers cut his route off. He really did, not the safety cut him off. And watch Stetson bend on the plate. He's spinning around, throws the ball to a spot, frankly, that was kind of a reckless decision back across his body. Go watch the tape again. He had Lad McConkey underneath if he would just set his feet and throw the ball. Stetson is always going to take some reckless chances. He does this game in and game out three or four times a game, but usually it's against inferior opponents where it doesn't come back to bite you. Against Alabama, you can't make those reckless decisions. Stetson locks in on receivers too much, and even the noted mobility is, is the difference between him and JT Daniels. It wasn't much of a factor in this game. He had one 14-yard run. Outside of that, not much. And we all would agree, Stetson Bennett throwing the ball 48 times, that is not a recipe for success for Georgia football. And the other part of this game was Georgia's offense got inside the Bama red zone four times, came away with just 10 points. The only good news for Georgia was Brock Bowers. What a stud. He set the SEC championship game record for receptions and yards by a tight end. He had 10 grabs, 139 yards, and a score. There is another piece of good news for Georgia, which we'll talk about in a moment. We are brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. If you're looking for your great destination to watch playoff football, to watch all the important games, go downtown Woodstock. It's on Main Street. You'll walk through the door. You'll see a walk-up window where you can get drinks before you even walk through the doors. Wall-to-wall flat screens, one of the biggest movie-sized screens in Atlanta with a front-row seating for you to enjoy your favorite game. A chef inspired menu a craft beer bar self-serve taps all of the accoutrements you could want from the ultimate sports bar experience i would tell you to check out thedailydraft.net. peruse the menu see the kids eat free nights trivia night plan your outing to the daily draft and when you go on for lunch mention my podcast the daily 10 they'll take 10 percent off your lunch order again go to the daily draft for 10 percent off your lunch order by mentioning the daily 10. so i told you there's still is good news for georgia With that loss, their season didn't end. They are one of four teams still with a great chance to win a national championship. And I'll be very honest, I think there are only two teams that can win the national championship, and that's Georgia and Alabama. But here are the matchups. Number one, Alabama will play number four, Cincinnati, in Dallas in the Cotton Bowl at 3.30 on New Year's Eve. Michigan gets the two seed, Georgia the three. They'll meet in Miami in the Orange Bowl, but it'll be played at Dolphin Stadium at 7.30 on New Year's Eve. Uh, Georgia opened up as an eight-point favorite in their game. Alabama opened as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in their game. I think and we had a long time to get to this, but I think the matchup is good for Georgia in the way that Michigan's not a supremely talented offensive team. They have issues throwing the ball. I think Georgia's defense will get right, and you know they'll take care of business there. I think Bama will run Cincinnati out of the building. So I think we're getting Georgia-Alabama again and whatever way you want to like spin this one had georgia beaten alabama but bama still made the playoff i would have told you georgia having to beat alabama a second time in a matter of three games boy that's a tall order i don't care who you're playing so let me you know reverse it this way alabama played a near perfect game they were great on saturday and give them all the credit from their plan to their execution to bryce young putting a heisman trophy performance for the ages together They're going to have to beat Georgia a second time in three games. If I'm right, and they meet in the national championship game, it's not impossible. We've seen Saban's teams do stuff like that before, but it's also, again, a very, very tall order. So if you guys are looking for the perfect uh, Christmas gift for somebody important in your life, I want you to consider a replica stadium from homefields.com. This is the place to check out 130 replica stadiums that you will love in your office or your man cave. They have three different sizes. They all come in beautiful display cases with lighting. I have three of them that I look at in my office every morning. I've got Atlanta Fulton County Stadium or Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And the newest one, a Truist Park World Championship Stadium commemorating the world champion Braves. That's the newest one available. You want to pick up your World Championship Truist Park replica stadium at homefields.com. They also, again, have everything. You want a Sanford Stadium or a Bryant-Denny, you want a Yankee Stadium or a Fenway Park, they have all of them. Again, three different sizes, beautiful lighting, display cases, and you can pick them up now when you go to homefields.com. And if you want to save 10% at checkout, use my last name, which is your promo code CHERNOFF. It's spelled C-H-E-R-N-O-F-F. Use that at checkout to save 10%. Get your order in by December 16th to ensure delivery before Christmas. So don't run out of time. Go to homefields.com. Use the promo code CHURNOFF10% at checkout on your favorite replica stadium for the the Braves fan in your life. They'll love the Truist Park World Championship one. All right, speaking of the world champs, we are going to be counting down our top 10 most memorable Braves championship moments over the final couple of weeks of this year on the podcast. So I wanted to start at number 10 and we'll work our way down. I'm going to take you back to Monday, October 11th. This was game three of the Braves and Brewers in the National League Division Series. That series was tied at one game apiece. It was game three. It was scoreless in the fifth inning when Snit pressed the jock button. He called on Jock Peterson with two on, nobody out. And Jocktober, the legend, continued as he delivered in a big way. Runners get their leads at first and second. Adamas, the shortstop, pretty near the bag at second. One-two comes, and it's hit in the air to right field. That one's got a chance to go. She's gone! Jock Peterson... A monster postseason player. Jock Peterson comes through again. It's a three-run homer. It is to nothing, Atlanta. Jock-tober it is. The Braves won that game 3-0. They took a 2-1 series lead over the Brewers. They would close out said series in four games, punching their ticket to a National League Championship Series. So I wonder what number nine will be in our countdown. We will find out Tomorrow. I hope you guys will be a part of it then. If you would, hit the subscribe button or follow this podcast wherever it is. You get your favorite podcast. It'll be waiting for you each and every day around 10 a.m. I'll be on the radio this afternoon at 2 o'clock in Atlanta. We're back again tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten.
0: Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your
1: favorite shows.